where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. If you've been following any of our social media, you'll know that Josh Alexander has been arrested for going to school and charged with trespassing and then released later that same day. Why, you might ask? Well, now that the neo-Marxist revolution is in full swing, the Wokies get to both take advantage of innocent women and admirable men. The Grammys, and the entire entertainment industry for that matter, has completed its transformation into a satanic death cult, proving, beyond any doubt, that neutrality is a myth, and if you reject Christ, you are left with satanic self-worship. Finally, Matt and I had the opportunity to interview Tristan Inglis, also known as The Folklorist, and we discuss his new song, The Line, a sober reflection on the spiritual condition of Canada and a call for Christians to stand firm upon the rule and reign of King Jesus. Now, these stories might not seem connected, but they most certainly are. Satan is a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and anyone who is not in Christ ultimately serves Satan. That's John 8, 44. From Catholic schools to musical award shows, where Christ is rejected, lies and death are certain to follow. The only hope is Christ, because if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's John 8, 36. It's February 9th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is the Liberty Dispatch. Hey there, and welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We're so thankful that you have joined us here on the program. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're getting our content from. We would just ask that you would do that so you could stay up to date with all the content that we were we are releasing on the week. Um, also, we're over at the FLF Network. That's the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. FLFnetwork.com And you can also get us on their handy app which you can download from the google play or the apple app store as well also be sure to go over to our website and check out all things liberty coalition canada.com at liberty coalition canada.com um also, while you're over at the website, be sure to sign up for our e email list and also prayerfully consider leaving a donation on our page over there. Again, just to make clear for our listeners, please be sure if you are sending money to us that you're following the instructions that are on the website as it pertains to where your donations will be headed because we want to make sure that we're stewarding the funds that you're graciously giving to us properly. So be sure to follow those prompts on the web website. And if you have any questions, reach out to us at give at libertycoalitioncanada.com. 
com. That's give at libertycoalitioncanada.com. So we would ask that you would do that. Um, Also, you can reach out to us about any comments, questions, concerns about our programming at mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com with those comments, questions, and concerns. I've actually included in the show notes now, Andrew, those various instructions for if you want to reach out to us, what email is the most appropriate. Um, And like I said, if you go over to the website, there's thorough instructions now telling you what you should do as it pertains to sending your donations to the proper place. So we just want to highlight that for our listeners, and we really, really do appreciate all the help, all the support, and you know the fact that we have so many people who are faithfully watching and faithfully giving. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and what we want to hear from you for this episode, and you can send this to mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com, what did you think about the Grammys on this past Sunday night about the show in general. Did you watch? Did you care? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you one of the rare few leftist elitists or maybe you've seen some stuff on either the daily wire or you've seen the blaze talking about it or other, you know, other organizations. So give us your thoughts on the Grammys in general and obviously specifically on this one performance and award uh, that Sam Smith got for his song unholy, which is, perfectly titled maybe you're thinking listen you guys are just overreacting it's art people have been doing this for years the grammys have always had these very shocking provocative moments and maybe you think that i mean i'll let you know now you're wrong but if you think that way let us know uh or if you have other thoughts on the grammys please reach out to us mailbag at liberty coalition canada Dot com. You know, I've for a couple days now, I've been uh, people have noticed I've been rocking this really, really fantastic oh, tumbler here. You see that? Beautiful. It's the army green and it's actually a little larger than standard tumbler. So I'm able to get a little mm. more coffee than normal in here. Glory. It stays warm forever. <laughs> and uh, thinking about this, especially thinking about the the cold weather, the cold temperature right now needing to be warmed in our souls and in our bodies as well. Here's a question, and it's fitting in light of the satanic Grammys that we saw this past Sunday. Aren't you tired of having leftism rammed down your throat everywhere you turn? Musical award shows, woke university campuses, every time you go into a bank, it's everywhere. Aren't you frustrated with the businesses that you support giving money to leftist causes? So then why are you buying coffee from companies that hate you and your freedoms? Well, Resistance Coffee Company is here for you. Now you can enjoy the wonderful taste of fresh roasted coffee with the knowledge that your money isn't funding the leftist causes you despise. In fact, Resistance Coffee gives 10% of every purchase to organizations that are fighting for the constitutional freedoms of Canadians. That's one of the reasons why we love our friends over at Resistance Coffee. They roast specialty-grade coffee beans, which means you're getting high-end coffee that is roasted fresh for you. So please, please, oh please, be done with stale grocery store coffee. Support Canadian freedoms. Head over to resistancecoffee.com LCC and join the resistance today. Get 10% off your first purchase and continue to use that slash LCC so that they know we sent you. Resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. Uh, 
So, Matt, like I said at the top of the show, we have some updates with our friend, the young man, the rather brave (laughs) 16-year-old man who is shaming men and pastors across the country who profess to know and love Christ, but are ultimately cowards who hid in their basement and posted their sermons online so that they can go to the cottage for the weekend and not even have the to not even have the the the, the actual I don't know what I'm looking for temerity. They, they, didn't the, temerity. they didn't have the decency they didn't have the decency <laughs> to join their church on Sunday morning for the pre-recorded Zoom service because they they uploaded their sermon Thursday night and then they were off to their cottage on the weekend so this 16 year old man is infinitely more brave than the men and the cowards that were supposed to lead families and direct pulpits for the last three years. So Josh Alexander, if you haven't heard, if you follow the show on our social media, you've most definitely heard, but maybe, you know, maybe it's been a busy week for you. He went to school on Monday. He was arrested for tres- arrested and charged for trespassing, and then he was released. So we'll we, we just recap. You might be tired of hearing this recap, but we need to set the whole stage so you understand the, just the insanity of this story. So recap. Josh attends a Roman Catholic school. Josh and a girl approach the principal of the school because of the school's trans bathroom policy because boys were going into the girl's bathroom. And this one girl in particular was rather scared and uncomfortable with it, as she should be. That is right and proper. The principal does nothing because we can chalk him up to being in the other, the the same group of, you know, soft weak, cowardly men. He does nothing. So Josh, who's more of a man than the principal, organizes a walkout in light of the fact that the school does nothing. So the school suspends Josh two days before the walkout, a la Minority Report, because now the school is able to practice pre-crime. So Josh goes back to school after the suspension is over in the new year, but he's told you can't go to the afternoon classes because the trans students feel unsafe And they feel scared whenever they see you and your love for Christ and Canada and freedom. So Josh decided to go to the afternoon classes because that's his right. And there was no reasonable excuse for him not to be there. On his way home that night, he would come home to find out that he has been barred from the school for the rest of the month. So that was January. And then he was told toward the end of the month, oh, by the way, you're also suspended. You're not allowed to come to the school for the rest of the year. So this brings us to Monday, the first week in February, where Josh attends school, and then he is arrested, he is charged with trespassing, and then he is later released. Those are the facts. You might say, well, Andrew, there was a little bit of opinion there. You had a little bit. No, 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 no. Everything I said was a fact. All all of my remarks with regards to cowardice and fear and, and, and ridiculous motives those were all facts that may seem like they were opinion, but they were not. So those are the mm-hmm. facts. Matt, thoughts on just the facts? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty st- stunning that um, in 2023 in Canada, you get arrested for going to school as a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. But not just any school, a Catholic school. In name, I guess only, because Josh is holding and affirming and applying the official 
teaching of the Roman Catholic Church as it pertains to human sexuality, um, the Orthodox Christian position that is two millennia old. But if you will not go along with the sexual revolution now, you are to be excised from community. And apparently, you know, in a society where it's illegal not to attend school, which I think is a stupid law, um, Apparently, it's illegal to attend school as a conservative. So what does that say? It says, well, it's only legal to attend school as a brainwashed woke tard, as our friend Andrew Krapuschetz has said. Um, and good on Josh for not going along with that. And Andrew, we've had some you know, interactions with people online, and I'm just so... It's amazing to me the echo chamber that leftists exist in because um one guy the platypus i think it's a leftist news organization he was just saying would you protect muslims freedom to to say that christ isn't lord yeah christians and muslims have yeah. moderated debates all the time about the sufficiency and authority of scripture um the heterodox uh, aping of Christianity that Islam engages in all these things. We go back and forth and we do so peaceably. Um, it's only one side of the aisle, which is the crazy Marxist leftists who want to shut up all speech and don't want to engage in actual debate. And it's interesting to me, too, is when you ask some of these woke activists who keep their identity anonymous online to engage in open dialogue and debate. They don't want to do it because right. that you, would be entertaining far right yeah. extremism. If like you an have amazing some time, go way. Go on our social media yeah. and, and read through some of the comments because yeah. you see people and, and and what it is is they're trying to they're trying to hit us with gotchas, right? Yeah. They're trying to say, oh, so so I guess you're for supporting all everyone's rights and freedoms and right. And no, no, no. We we and and then I'm, one person made a comment again, totally anonymous, and mm -hmm. my response was. Listen, you're talking to the wrong organization because yeah. if there is anyone who has quite literally been at the forefront of mm -hmm. standing against an oppressive, tyrannical, discriminatory state yeah. and, and, and a corrupt police force, <laughs> oh, it's us, brother. Right. Like, yeah. so, so people try to bring the gotchas and they're <laughs> like, oh, I guess you fight for all rights except for LGBTQ plus AIPP. And then one yeah. person I said, you're such a bigot. You didn't even include the whole acronym. And then someone <laughs> else, someone else, I said, no, no, no. We just protect the rights of girls to not have to hold in, go to the bathroom all day out of terror that a boy might come into the, the bathroom. And, and it's funny because they they puff up with their their virtue signaling. And then we answer the fool according to their folly. And mm. then you kind of see them backpedaling. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm like, right, yeah. because you can't you can't be consistently woke. When yes. we start poking holes at and, it's quite, and, quite humorous. If you have an hour, go and yeah. go through the comments. It's pretty good stuff. And a, a lot of what they consider rights are not traditionally actual human rights, right? We have mm -hmm. to understand that um, the difference between negative rights and positive rights. We've talked to Bruce Party about this in length. I'll, I'll, I'll um, link into the description below for you to kind of 
listen to that episode if you're interested in why their conception of rights is just about as um, brilliant as their general <laughs> general knowledge of the world and the history and how things work. So science, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, biology. <laughs> anyways, Andrew. Um, so isn't this yeah. weird that it's coming from the cat? Like, how is this yes. possible, Andrew? That a, a boy who's holding to the the Catholic traditional teaching that are millennia old on human sexuality and a biblical cosmology how is it possible that he's getting arrested for attending classes when he's standing firm for those principles i've probably received about a dozen or so emails maybe two dozen people saying what is going on it, it, it this is a catholic school isn't it What's the church saying? What are the priests saying? What are the bishops saying? People emailing me saying, as a Catholic, I'm disappointed and I'm disheartened and I'm, 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 I'm outraged at this. I've received a number of those emails. And I think the reason those emails come in is because you're right, Matt, based simply on the catechism of the Catholic Church and their doctrinal positions, they affirm a creational view of marriage and sexuality, that God has made men and women, two genders, it's a binary, Gender and sex are tied together, and you can't you can't kind of meld the two or go from one to the other, and that marriage is one man and one woman for life in a monogamous covenantal union. That's which the position they even, of the Roman Catholic which, Church. Which they even consider a sacrament in the Roman Catholic yes. tradition. Oh, yeah. so, so they even heighten that to another degree than even uh, what Protestants would. Now, um, we don't think that's appropriate because uh, Christ didn't institute that specifically as a sacrament, mm -hmm. but I think uh, that's a point that we have to understand, like in the Catholic tradition, that this is even more ingrained and set apart in their ortho mm -hmm. Catholic orthodoxy. And so I want to be careful as we go through the rest of this, because here's what I don't mm -hmm. want to do. I don't want to inflame and outrage our Roman Catholic audience and friends and those we've partnered with in mm -hmm. freedom initiatives. And, and here's why. LifeSite News... I know that these organizations, Campaign Life Coalition, these are Catholic organizations mm -hmm. that have been not only friend, friendlies and working with us, but they are equally outraged. And so the reality is there is a huge number of conservative Catholics that consistently hold to their doctrinal positions who are outraged by this. Having said that, there is a large stripe of liberal, woke Catholics Mm -hmm. that respond a different way. And and that's yes. one thing to note. The other thing to note is this, and again, I'm going to be careful in saying this, but the idea of sexual immorality and deviancy in the Roman Catholic Church and it either being covered up or pushed aside is not a novel thing, right? We need to be honest about the fact mm -hmm. that there are instances not only of priests engaging sexually with minors, but that people who are in positions of power know about it, cover it up, and maybe will shift the priest to another diocese and kind of pretend. So we know that that goes on. This is this is mm -hmm. controversial, but we know that this happens. So that's a problem. We also know that about 80% of all these sexual abuse cases with regarding priests are boys, right? And so mm -hmm. so so sodomy is 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 abomination in Christian doctrine. And so mm -hmm. the, the vast majority of it is that. So that's also a problem. But you put all this together with the fact that there are people in powerful positions in the Roman Catholic Church who you've said this before. I've said this before. 
that they are influenced by, they've been trained by, and they themselves have Marxist leanings. And, and their mm -hmm. views on gender and sexuality are sub-biblical. And so mm -hmm. people who ask, where's the church in all of this? Where's the response? Well, this we want to play a video from John Henry Weston, who's the founder of LifeSite News. And he's going to kind of talk about something that I think is part of the problem, which is why we hear some of the silence. Um, mm -hmm. So let's let's play this clip now, uh, which really he just dropped a couple days ago. Hey everyone, this is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News, coming to you from Africa, where the Pope just was. He just flew home to the Vatican. He had a press conference, a joint press conference, on the plane with the head of the Church of England and the head of the Church of Scotland. In his remarks, the Pope uh, remarked again on homosexuality, talking about anti-sodomy laws. He said again that they need to be fought. In fact, what he did was repeat his remarks from January 25th in that very controversial interview, which is why we came here to talk to the African bishops, because he said back then that they needed conversion. Right now, he talked about how some 50 or so countries have these anti-sodomy laws and he said the criminalization of homosexuality is a problem that cannot be ignored. Pope Francis said that the Catholic Church needs to be involved in dismantling anti-sodomy laws but the bishops here in Africa are totally in support of them because they protect society. You know they not only uh, are criminalized homosexual acts, not the inclinations, they criminalize pornography, adultery, prostitution and other sexual perversions that really destabilize society. So well, that's there a big deal. And, the, the Pope, and there's there's a lot of there's controversy. So in 2015, Pope Francis made a statement where he's like, "Listen, we can't judge, and if you're if you're if you're gay, if you're trans, you can still go to heaven. That's fine." Mm -hmm. And then in 2021, he had to flip a little bit where we almost kind of backpedaled. And I remember reading an article saying that many woke liberal Catholics are very upset. And so I, I don't think he's particularly principled on this. I think he's rather soft on this issue. So. Mm -hmm. For all the people who've emailed me or for the people who are thinking, what do I do? I haven't really said a lot of this publicly, but I'm going to say this now because the reality is this is where we are. Mm -hmm. The bishop of the diocese in Renfrew is totally aware of both the school's trans policy and Josh's suspension. And the bishop is not going to speak out publicly against any of it, period. Mm -hmm. Fact. Mm -hmm. The Assembly of Catholic Bishops of Ontario are also aware of the entire situation. They're aware of the school's bathroom trans policy, and and they're also aware of Josh's suspension and the issues, and they aren't going to speak out about this either. Mm -hmm. Could this be because the Pope himself is rather compromised on issues of gender and sexuality mm -hmm. and has Marxist leanings? Maybe. The could whole it be of the Catholic Church. <laughs> could it be a misguided desire mm -hmm. to continue to have influence over the schools, thinking if we speak out, the schools want nothing to do with us? Mm -hmm. Maybe could be that too. Either mm -hmm. way, the silence of the Roman Catholic Church, both locally and abroad, is concerning and disappointing. So this is mm -hmm. what I want to encourage you to do. If you are a faithful, consistent, conservative Catholic, and you do not like what's going on, I want to encourage you to reach out to both the Bishop of the Renfrew Diocese by calling and emailing, and the Assembly of Catholic Bishops of Ontario, and voice not only your concern and displeasure with the situation, which is a Catholic school with trans bathroom policy and suspending a student who stands up for girls, but also your disappointment with the silence of the Catholic Church on this issue. Tell them that you expect them to speak out against the school's trans bathroom policy because it's evil and unbiblical, 
and tell them that you expect them to speak out against the fact that a student who's expressing, practicing his Christian beliefs is being discriminated against for it in a Catholic school. Reach out to them. Let them know that you are not pleased with this. Let them know that you expect them to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Very quickly, on a related note, just before we forget this, we want to say that Josh is going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight. We're thinking tonight at 8 p.m. or maybe tomorrow. Keep your eyes peeled. Mm -hmm. We're definitely we'll going to be sharing the show mm -hmm. when it comes out. But he's going to be on the show. Watch it. Share it on social media. And if you do, feel free to tag Liberty Coalition Canada in anything you share about Josh Alexander. Mm -hmm. But, like... You are right to be disappointed yes. in what's going on, and you should contact the bishop and the assembly of bishops, and you should let them know this is wrong. They need to say something, and they need to be public about it. Yeah, and the, it needs to come from people who are of the same faith background, because uh, obviously anything that we say as uh, Reformed Protestants is going to be taken with a grain of salt. But uh, these issues uh, abide in the church, and they're serious, serious, serious problem. You get into uh, Dom Helder Camara, his association with uh, Pope Francis, and his just open communism and liberation theology. You get into the laver lavender mafia. You all these things. A big part of the Reformation, Andrew, was the marks of a healthy church, and one of those was appropriate uh, execution of church discipline. And in in cases like this, we have to hold church leaders to account to do what they ought to do. And I don't buy it for a second that the institutional Catholic Church in this region cannot speak out and speak up on behalf of a student going to one of their schools who is uh, uh, maintaining and upholding and uh, vocalizing and communicating that Orthodox Catholic belief when it comes to um, human sexuality. It's a huge story, and Andrew, it keeps getting bigger. So definitely you're going to want to stay up to date on this, and please reach out to um, these uh, these assemblies of bishops and, and the bishop in Renfrew. We'll put the links in the description below so it'll make it easy for you to kind of reach out to them via email or whatever. So uh, be sure to do that. And we're Liberty Coalition Canada is gearing up for a lengthy and in the mud kind of legal battle because the mm -hmm. school has decided the school board has decided to re retain a very expensive law firm out of a big city and so we would also encourage you please head over to our website libertycoalitioncanada.com click on the liberty defense fund and please donate to our legal defense of josh it's mm -hmm. going to take time and there's a lot of work to be done and where no one is going to back down and, and if the school board thinks we're going to back down, they don't understand that Liberty Coalition Canada is connected with and, and, and is built upon men who were willing to go to jail and be fined for keeping their churches open. So if they think we're going to back down, <laughs> they're, they they got another thing coming. So please donate and support to this. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. So before we move into our next story, we need to talk to you about our friends at Rocklink Investment Partners. If you had the opportunity... Wouldn't you prefer to work with people who share your faith and worldview, especially when it comes to managing your family's financial future? Why would you want to work with someone who's opposed to your strongly held convictions? Choose Rocklink Investment Partners when it comes to your wealth. They're not a big bank or some multinational financial firm. 
They're a private family office that is 100% Christian and Canadian owned. Send them an email and learn about how they can help you grow and protect your family's wealth. Email rocklink at info at rocklink.com or visit them at www.rocklink.com. That's link with the C. And I'm sure whoever you call and connect with, they would love to chat with you and have you come into the office and have a coffee and talk theology and talk about the kingdom of God and talk about dominion. They're going to love all that stuff. Please, please connect with our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They're great people over there, and we're happy that they have um, come aboard to be sponsors of the show. Andrew, you can't make this stuff up, man. <laughs> 2023, uh, the script is pretty on the nose, and... Uh, you know, I was like most people. I didn't know it was the Grammys. I didn't care. Um, frankly, it's it's a terrible, boring, no good, very bad institution that is just so self-flattering. It's ridiculous. Um, but they happened, and there is new stories coming from them, Andrew. So the Grammys, um, which no one but elite leftists, as you've made mention, watch um, – they were they were last Sunday on the Lord's Day, perfect, you know, just really hitting the nail on the head. Uh, the show is known for artists being inflammatory and shocking in their performances, um, but this Sunday took that to the next level. Um, it was a very different thing, and in one way, maybe it's refreshing because the mask has slipped um, from the left, <laughs> leftist secularists. Uh, it's been ripped off their face and the real heart of the religious progressive left was exposed for all to see. Um, and that's what we've talked about so often on the program is that there is no neutrality, that Everybody is bound, right, right? Religio is to bind by a world and life view, by a divinity concept that really, um, it's a lens by which we all look at the world. We all look through that. So here you have it, Andrew, Sam Smith, <laughs> and a trans performer, um, they thought it appropriate to perform their hit song, Unholy, and Sam Smith did so in a full satanic ritualistic service, uh, complete with a horned top hat, um, red suits, cages, flames, and strippers dancing around so let us get into the performance we have uh, a clip coming from that um yeah before the performance it's um, they received they received an award earlier in the evening mm -hmm. for the exact so first they received the the award for this song mm -hmm. and we want to show you the reception of that award because it's it, it's just as vile as the yes. performance itself. And then the, they perform the song, if you want to call it that. They perform the cultish song. Ritual, late, yeah. <laughs> later on in the, in, the, in the evening. Okay. Sam graciously wanted me to accept this award because I'm the first uh, transgender woman to win this award. Man. 
Many men have won awards before. Now look, everyone's standing. And even Sam's triple face stand up. What is he saying? Worship. Right? Let's worship ourselves. Let's worship our God. I just want to thank um, all the incredible transgender legends before me who kicked these doors open for me so I could be here tonight. So there you have it. A man pretending to be a woman wearing woman face and woman dress. It was accepting a reward or award uh, for for their song Unholy. Um, and Andrew, it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around this, but um, the question that we have to ask is who is Sam Smith? Um, Sam Smith has been on a long journey in this transgressive road, which by the way, it's not transgressive to get in front of a stage where you're being given awards for being transgendered. Let's be honest. That's part of it, right? That's why they're trying to give uh, these people awards. Um, and you're in a room with all your friends People are giving you a standing ovation. You're in your Hollywood bubble. Like, <laughs> there's very little cost to you. Yeah, the cost would be if you stand up and say, hey, Christ is king and all other deviant sexual activity is justly punished under the wrath of God. That yes. would be truly shocking. Yeah. Grammys. But I think it's important before we get into kind of what we see in the the performance and everything to maybe unpack a little bit about who Sam Smith is and his journey and everything so we can kind of uh, come to understand it better. Sam Smith is a singer and in 2014 he came out as gay and everybody yawned and nobody cared um, because it's 2014. Um, in 2019 smith decided well no i'm not gay i i'm trans i'm gender non-binary um and that his pronouns were going to henceforth be they them this is clearly a sad and depressed man who has all sorts of identity issues um that are playing out in public um nevertheless he's trying to seek intention over and over again by going down this road um, what he is not, however, is secular and neutral. And I think that's going to clear, come out clearly in what we're about to see. His performance at the Grammys reveals that what Sam really worships is himself. And in doing so, he worships the seed of the first rebel who worship themselves. That is Satan. And that is a tenant in satanic worship is that one worships themselves, right? Because as Milton used to put it, I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. And that's really the spirit that goes into all this. So in line with what we're talking about, which is this secular satanic worship, um, here's an amazing picture that comes from that that's Sam Smith posted I guess their warm up their uh routine they were practicing it he posted a picture saying hey this performance is going to be special and I want you to watch what the response of CBS <laughs> a major broadcasting network is on Twitter this is going to be special grammys there you have it. They're practicing the event. 
You can say that again from CBS. We are ready to worship. There you have it. Sam what they should have said is telling everybody to stand worship. worship. We've, been, we've been worshiping the Prince of Darkness all along anyway. <laughs> so this is this is just another act in that. This is just another particular moment in the worship celebration of sin and darkness. But mm -hmm. there it is. Now, what's interesting to note, CBS pulled this down, by the way. Which is which is interesting because like, oh no, we let them see too much. Yes, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. They're not. They don't even have enough courage of conviction to stand on um, what they actually believe. Um, and that's the Mott and Bailey again. Oh, uh oh, we got too far out in the Bailey. It turns out our culture's not quite uh, ready yet for um, them to know that the media is engaged in satanic cult worship. But um, nevertheless, so. Without further ado, let's actually show the performance, Andrew, because, I mean, I said the casting, the performance, it's all a little on the nose. <laughs> mm -hmm. But let's let's show this, because I think to really get what we're talking about, you, you need to see the performance for yourself. So there you have Sam Smith Fondling him wearing Satan's top hat. And then there's the more the transgendered ladies in the yep. uh, <laughs> lady, man, the man pretending to be It's too perfect. The flames of hell and Pfizer. Whoa. Andrew, I've said this on the program. A biblical principle that Christ lays out so vividly is you'll know them by their fruit. This is the type of stuff that Pfizer sponsors. Mm -hmm. This is the type of cultural event that they want to be all over. This is the type of thing that they want to push. It's amazing to me that this is forwarded as transgressive, as I've said, because this is right on the nose, celebrated by Hollywood. Hollywood has long, and especially the music industry, has been oh, yeah. long associated with all sorts of perverse sexual behaviors. Alanis Morissette even just came out recently, I'll link this in the description below, and talked about how she thought, <laughs> looking back, how perverse the culture of music was um and how <laughs> pedophilia and having sex with underage people in the music scene is just commonplace and as somebody who loves music and and you know i i tend to agree with luther that anybody who denies the beauty of music is is a clod and not worthy of being called a man um Music is powerful. It conveys emotion and it conveys worship in a way that nothing else does. Mm -hmm. And in this way, it's conveying false worship, idolatry. Yep. Um, it's funny it's, you bring up the Pfizer thing too, yeah. because you know the idea of you'll know them by their fruit. What came mm -hmm. to my mind was Pfizer also made a large donation to the Republican Party of Kentucky. So what does that say about? <laughs> What does that say about them as well? It's a the Uniparty. Right. A bunch of other people. Um, mm -hmm. So this, while this is surprising for many and shocking, it actually mm -hmm. shouldn't be a surprise at all. Like yeah. this should, we should be shocked by it because it is, it is, it is in your face. 
-hmm. But this shouldn't be a surprise because we understand the consequences of worldviews. Yes. And that worldviews actually have consequences. The entertainment industry is full of people who worship themselves and one another and a myriad of false gods. They worship sex. They worship substance abuse. They worship power. They worship money. These industries are known for their drug-laden orgies, sexual abuse and rape, even pedophilia. Satanic imagery and worship is also nothing new in the music industry and the entertainment industry. So you might not realize this, and it's a very long play, but even the cover of the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, you might think, oh, I mean, that's all the way back in the 60s, 70s. And if you actually look at the album cover, it is full of demonic imagery. What are you talking about? Well, it features a picture of Anton LaVey on the album, who's the founder of the Church of Satan and the author of the Satanic Bible. It also features a picture of Aleister Crowley, an occultist who founded the religion of Thelema. He practiced magic, and he referred to himself as the Beast 666. And right at the front of the album, right tiny below the flowery letters, is a little statue of a woman in red wearing gold jewelry who represents the great prostitute of Revelation 17, who has the cup, who engages in sexual morality with the nations. This is more satanic imagery. And so we're talking a half a century of satanic imagery and demonic ideas pervasive in the music industry. Nothing new, right? It's nothing new. It's old hat to have satanic imagery. This, however, was a little more public and brazen. It was full-on satanic ritual worship, which again is really self-worship ritual. Right. Yes, they're worshiping Satan, but they're worshiping. It's themselves that they're worshiping. If, even the whole even the whole LGBT agenda is a worship of self. Right. I worship myself and I want to be with sexually someone who's just like me, which is why a man would have sex with a man, which is why you would have. And this is what Paul unpacks for us in Romans one. When you worship the creation rather than the creator. It leads to all sorts of vile practices. Now, I quoted portions of John 8 earlier, and I want to read verses 31 to 45 of John 8, because Jesus is going to tell us, and he's going to explain for us why we see what we see here in the Grammys and really more broadly in the entertainment industry. So starting in verse 31, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, right, the ones who would not necessarily be, you know, believe in him with real saving faith, but a type of belief that's shallow. He said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? So what do they say to Jesus? We're not slaves, we're free. Free to do whatever we want, free to express ourselves however we want. We're not enslaved. No, 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 no. We are the shackles of slavery are not upon us. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I've seen with my father and you do what you have heard from your father you are of your father, the devil. Well, hold on a second here. 
Jesus is saying that this practice of sin, the lawless debauchery, and that lifestyle means the person is a slave to sin and that their father is ultimately the devil. They answered him, Abraham's our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham that Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. So again, they're saying, nothing we're doing is wrong. There's nothing we're doing that's wrong. We're fine. We're free. The way that we live, the way that we operate. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 you don't understand. You're not actually free. You're a slave to your own flesh and desires. And he continues, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. That's what was on full display Sunday night at the Grammys. On full display was people who are of their father, the devil, Mm -hmm. who worship him because they worship themselves. They're Mm -hmm. enslaved to their fleshly desires. And they would say that the truth is enslaving. The truth is burdensome. Mm -hmm. The truth is evil. Look how free we are to do whatever we want and express Mm -hmm. ourselves. But what did we see? First of all, an ideology that that has satanic worship at its core yeah or that that promotes a transgender mm-hmm. path what does it do it creates death mm-hmm. and it, it it is a lie because that's not a woman that's a man mm-hmm. and sam smith is not gender non-binary he's a man so it's lies mm-hmm. and murder by castrating and sterilizing people and making it so they can't have kids so yeah. you saw john eight in real time <laughs> Absolutely. And and that's the amazing part about the rebellion of sinners is it just ends up proving the veracity of the word of God. You know, they try and rebel and, and, and disprove God's power and authority, but all they do is just prove exactly what his word teaches. And, um, we have to understand that there's a goodly amount of people in elitist circles, which Hollywood be would included, that believe that the serpent in the garden was the good guy, right? They have this Gnostic understanding of the Bible, which apes the creation story, which essentially turns the God who's the creator, the living God who created all things, um, who's good and just and holy and true, they turn him into the artisan, the demiurge who created a horrible, like creation is fallen, it's evil, the material realm is evil. So therefore, whoever created the world must be an evil God. So therefore, it's actually the serpent who is the good guy who's trying to tell Adam and Eve, listen, if you eat of this tree, you can unlock this secret knowledge. What is that secret knowledge? That you will be like God. So essentially, you ought to worship yourself. Believe it or not, 
that is a belief of a goodly amount of people in these elitist leftist circles. Yep. Their their faith is a Gnostic faith to the core. And Gnosticism is a Christian heresy. And we have to understand that theophysy, that uh, that there's these been secret religions that are as old as the fall that express man's fallen man's satanic pull um, that are present even in the here and now, even in um, our present day. And this is something that we can't shy away from as as much as it seems like oh how can we talk are, isn't this supposed to be a political commentary show a cultural commentary show why are you guys talking so much about satan and and the devil and god it's because downstream from culture is cultus and that is worship and what we're seeing in events like I mean upstream the culture is downstream from worship yes yeah. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Is upstream from from culture is is mm -hmm. is worship. It's cultist. So it's important to understand that that just naturally comes out in the way people worship. And when they worship themselves, they are in essence worshiping Satan. And that's what yeah. you're seeing take place on the big stage in the Grammys. I don't recommend that any of you read the Satanic Bible, but if you mm -hmm. were to open up the Satanic Bible, yeah. the first thing you would find on page one is do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. So mm -hmm. the opening line <laughs> of the Satanic Bible is do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. That is the rule. That is mm -hmm. the law. Self-worship, Satan worship, Autonomy rather than go theonomy. Hand hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move on and talk about our friends over at Bull Bitcoin. Our federal government's response to economic difficulties is to print money until it's worthless, driving up the cost of everything, essentially stealing from your hard earned pay and making eggs. It's exceedingly expensive. They also want to monitor your spending by way of centralized digital currency, and they want to control you by way of a digital ID. What you need to do is take control of your own resources and be responsible for your own money. Bull Bitcoin wants to help you do just that. Bull Bitcoin is a 100% self-funded, freedom-minded Canadian Bitcoin exchange that wants to protect your financial freedom and help you protect your resources. If you're at all aware of what's going on in our country, you should consider connecting with my friends over at Bull Bitcoin. Sign up today, mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Have all your questions answered. That's mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Well, Matt and I got to interview Tristan Inglis, the folklorist. And as we play this interview for you now, I want you to pay special attention, like really focus in on what Tristan is saying. And you're going to see a very significant connection between what we've been talking about in our episode today and what Tristan has to say, right? So, Pay attention. We're talking about culture, what drives culture, what drives our country, what it is that people worship and what it is that people follow. You're going to hear Tristan say things that are going to help to inform everything we've been talking about in our episodes so far. Let's uh, let's throw this interview up now. We are pleased to have with us on the dispatch Tristan Inglis. Tristan works as a cabinet maker in Peterborough, Ontario. I've been there a few times lately because of 
protesting drag queen story hour public library reading debauchery but that's where he's located uh, and we actually met at the last rally as well the last protest in front of the library Tristan is blessed to be the husband and father of four children who are also members of Hill City Baptist Church those are friends of the show that's uh, Pastor Alex Klusterman and Tristan's brother Ben is also there Tristan goes under the artist name Folklorist Aside from recording music, he's also currently building a community platform to host like-minded musicians and artists who hold to the supremacy of Jesus Christ in and over all things. That's our kind of stuff. Tristan, thank you so much for joining us on The Dispatch. Thanks for having me. Great to meet you, So brother. very recently, a song and video of yours dropped, and we wanted to talk about that because the content of the video fits very much with what we're about here at the Liberty Coalition Canada and the work that we do. So we wanted to play that video now for our audience to see or hear, and then we're going to talk about it and ask you some questions so that we can understand a little bit better what was behind the making of this song and really what you hope to see happen as a result of it. So let's watch that and listen to that together now. When I'm fighting for it, but I'm back at it again, fist hitting the floor. Picture Donkey Kong, but a Jason born. Textbook, meet your face as you hit the floor. Bloody by design, cause we call it war. Been asleep too long, I'll admit for sure. But the peace to wake, hypocrites and fake. Snapkin to the collar, but to feel the plate. Saying you for truth, but you love the state. Freedom, living brothers gonna make it plain. We shoot to aim at the pragmatically claimed. Hanging lies up like Saddam Hussein. Bringing it back to the capital city. Flags in the sky, but the line of cops steady. We just wanna talk, but the guns are already at sheep. Kind of lost without the rock steadily How it's gonna end but don't go remedy Cops full sand, they were bearing down heavily Me, I'm just humming a medley Thinking out, gotta be a bit, a bit of CDC theology Brothers in arms, we all went down hard Heads to the snow, looking up skyward At the red and white, you gonna stand on guard Saying you loving your neighbor from the wooden pew's heart Mouth shut tight, you afraid of the scars Of the bars, never been more peace at the back of these cars Handcuffs cinched in my arms Thinking I'm more alarmed at the head shakes from the bars I've had Man, you better make yourself shipwreck. Better tether yourself real tight to the deck. They be giving them up to the gods of Molech. Milner get on the living of Elm Steel forceps. And outside the womb tend to change the sex. Sacrificing our kids for the sake of progress. Be kind and compassionate. Mm, out of context. Millstone to the bomb wrapped around your neck. Yeah, I'm rich. I've got knowledge and wealth. I got theological books stacked. Time my shells. Mr. Baxter, me doing a thing for myself. Romans 13, politics all figured out. Gotta love my neighbor, so I'm staying clear away. Don't wanna soil myself from the culture decay. Me and my Jesus gonna read and pray. Be a good witness, keep away from the fray. Precipitating applause like a necklace. Like a noose around your neck or moral platitudes checklist. What's next? Don't wanna be the bad man, say so you're Batman. Tearing down good man who stood against the mass man. Why was Pastor Steve beating down gas band beside trucker man? Bam's ass is asking. Man, you're making me sick, pitiful wretches. Blind, poor, naked, restless. You think it's gonna be cold steel in your temple? And the gun goes bang bang for the gospel? You're dead though, flatlined and idle. You left out your idols, too late to 
stand. You're relevant, no, but relevant. You're living for the hell of it, telling for a little bit of time. The question really is, is it his or mind? You confess that Christ is king, that's the line. Drive by me, go. Feel that flame, away we go. And a hard face lit, lit up, covering smoke, not dying, no. Wide awake, no sleep. I see wolves and no sheep. I see six, no eight feet. Rather be in the hands of God than asleep. And one of the ways that we get out of tribulation and persecution is by saying that this isn't tribulation and persecution. Therefore, I don't need to be faithful. And if you develop with biblical language platitudes to tell yourself that you are still on the path, that you are still on the narrow way, when will you do that again? Kristen, so that was your video for the song, The Line. Maybe you could tell our listeners and our viewers what the song, I'm sure it was pretty clear in there listening to it, but kind of what inspired you to write the song? What's kind of behind the lyrics? And, um, you know, give give us a breakdown of kind of what all went into it. Sure. Um, yeah, so that was based on uh, my experiences uh, last January. Uh, in Ottawa, hard to believe it's a year ago now, or February, I guess it was. Um, yeah, and it was a group of us from our church went down at various times, and as you guys well know, you were there as well. Um, and it was definitely uh, an experience that I'd never um, yeah, ex- gone through before. And what I wanted to capture in the song um, was, I, I start off in the song, you know, it's hard to say what I'm fighting for. Um, and that the illusion is that the church and actually start with my own heart, um, has been asleep for too long. Um, and I, you know, I include myself in this of foremost. Um, and really I had, I had no, uh, theology and understanding of what it meant. Um, you know, that the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And Jesus is King on his throne currently. And what does that mean? Um, well, A, for the church, uh, but also what does it mean for family? Uh, what does it mean for music? H- how does how is the, the the event in history of Jesus Christ coming to this earth, how is that um, an event that changed everything? Um, was the powers of darkness uh, overthrown? Was was Jesus victorious from the grave? And, of course, as Christians, we'd, we'd hold to that. And I had always, you know, I had always held to that. But the theology of where that meant... Um, my feet were going and my mind was, was there, were, there was no real correlation of those two things. So the song, I guess, was kind of a capture of my uh, heart transformation and kind of understanding what it means that uh, Jesus is king uh, over all things. And uh, so I, I basically, I go through our experience um, of going to Ottawa and being, you know, just seeing the the sorrow of uh, lost people uh, there who were like shepherd or sheep without a shepherd. Um, and, you know, the New Testament speaks to that in Isaiah. And, you know, it hit me that a lot of these people are here. Uh, they may be here for political reasons. Um, they, they were there because they lost their jobs. Uh, they're there because they had an understanding that this is not right. But, but there wasn't, a lot of these people don't go deep enough. And obviously, 
we know that the blindness of, of, of the heart and the deadness of, of, of sin, lost in your sin, th that is where people are at. But um, I was, I was suppose I was just dismayed and broken hard for these people who were just lost. And um, at the same time, it was also the most encouraging time of my life, um, which is antithetical to what the world would portray as the best time of your life. Um, but it was an awakening of my heart um, that what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to take up your cross and follow Jesus? Um, and that, that didn't mean for me, um, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of getting locked up in a police car. That wasn't my intention. That's where it ended. But my intent was, if I say I love my neighbor, um, Jesus says, if, if you do not uh, give to the poor and needy, um, and give clothes and food to those who are who are lost and who are vulnerable and weak and who don't stand up for the rights of the oppressed, then it's it's as if that was acted towards Christ himself. And, you know, I said one thing and I was living another. And um, thank God for faithful men in my church um, who opened my eyes to, I suppose, on, more on the line of the dominion theology of um, from sea to sea, Christ will have dominion. Uh, that and that doesn't. No political party, no leader can 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 sway God's plan for the redemption of all His people. And so the song was primarily about that. Um, and my my focus and my hope was that it, it wouldn't it would be less of me and more of kind of just an accumulation of what uh, churches that you and I are connected with kind of went through and the transformation that our churches went through. Uh, for the better, I think, uh, even though there are a lot of churches that went through this for worse. Um, my experience was just more to, to point out these issues. Uh, obviously, the Ottawa protest was the first half. The second half was drawing attention to the um, to, to the Vanity Fair, uh, to take from Bunyan's story, uh, the Vanity Fair that we're living in. Um, you, you can self-identify your existence, that you can mutilate your body and call yourself something um that we can kill elderly people because they're in the way um that we can kill ourselves because we think we're useless and have no purpose in god's kingdom and i'm i was just trying to really lay out that and as and i, I was i was specifically calling out men and i started the song with myself being i was there and the second half is men wake up um you better tether yourself to this ship that's sinking um because these are God's people, these are these are God's children, um, and if we stay silent, um, woe to us on the day of God's judgment. For mm -hmm. believers who were that, there, that's really interesting. At the uh, at the convoys, there's interesting perspective that I think there the two prevailing perspectives from the outside of the time in Ottawa were either it was a siege and it was an occupation, which is bogus. And I think the other prevailing view from maybe pro-freedom people, both from the outside and the inside, is that it was just this jovial, celebratory, extended Canada Day celebration with love and unity, and that's all. And that, that's, that's partially true, but I think the, mm -hmm. the real... The real spirit of what was going on in Ottawa, or, or, or and I think that it's a, it's a uniquely Christian worldview that understands this, is that those people underneath the flags and the smiles and the bouncy castle, there was a tremendous amount of despair 
in Ottawa. These people were were hopeless. I mean, there were people there. You could see behind the smiles was a lot of pain. These this people who'd lost their jobs, people whose family had, you know, exiled them, people who were thinking this is it. The only hope I have is that this goes favorably. They were putting all their hope and all their dreams in this convoy yielding a favorable result because they were broken and they were lonely and they were lost and it's a unique experience for Christians to be there because as you've as you've brought up part of the Christian mission is not just the proclamation of the gospel but it includes social activity because that's precisely the sort of stuff that Jesus was engaged in as well and so as Christians we need to be reminded that it's not just about evangelizing and it's not just about bringing the truth of the lordship of christ to bear but our world is full of broken hurting people the same people who think that they need to mutilate themselves the same people the children who think that they need to sterilize themselves there is a lot of confusion and brokenness and it's easy for christians atop their ivory towers to start spreading romans 13 like peanut butter and not understand that these are real people that are really hurting and decisions that are made by our elected officials have terrible lifelong detrimental consequences and that's that's what i like mm -hmm. so much about that little clip from alex's sermon at the end of the song right you can say oh well you know i of course it was you know we we weren't persecuted and it was really easy for us right because you didn't get your hands dirty because you weren't actually in the mm -hmm. mud doing the work of the cultural mandate of bringing the gospel to bear and Christians can't forget that. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm really glad you included yeah. that at the end of the video. And, and Andrew, it, it, I can't help but think the, the fact that churches weren't engaged in that mandate, as you talk about, was part of the reason they were able to acquiesce to the government in the way that they did because they were if they were about the work that Christ had laid out for them in the dominion mandate which is furthered in the great commission it would be impossible and unthinkable totally unbearable for churches to have acquiesced to the government's commands and i i really think that's quite interesting tristan that you kind of set your personal journey, you're wrestling with these issues on the backdrop of this, you know, very historical event in, in the Freedom Convoy and how these themes that you're really wrestling with are kind of crystallized in that event. And I think it, it made for, for dramatic listening, for sure. Now, uh, Tristan, you also have a new song that you're dropping as well, Video to Come. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the new song, which will be in the description below. If people want to check out more of what you're doing, go to your website and support everything you're doing. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the new song and exactly what what that that is uh, kind of getting at and what what the contents of that song is. Yeah, um, it's actually a, a, a pretty perfect segue from what you guys were just saying. Um, so I, I was uh, blessed with the opportunity to uh, write the feature track, I suppose, of the documentary uh, Ant of Antichrist and His Ruin. Um, and I was led by uh, Jacob Riom and Trinity Chapel and, and others as well. Um, I wanted to tell a story, uh, and that kind of harkens to my the name I used, Folklorist. Um, the idea being that we're all in a story. Um, 
that we are all characters in this story. And what character do you want to be? Um, when, you, when you reach the end of your life, you want to look back, you want to read the book of your life. What does your life, life speak of? Um, and so I, I basically, I tried to tell a story of the protagonist um, of this song. And it, 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 there is lots of parallels between uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Um, but the, the main character is, is the people at the, at the protest. Um, and it's the people who are there who know this is wrong, but they don't know what to do. Um, this is kind of their last, what else, what else do I have? I've lost my family, I've lost my job. Um, so the protagonist in the story, um, it, 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 the scene sets itself. Um, he, he, he lives in an outer town from city Grimm and Grimm, there's been clouds building over Grimm for many, many months. Um, and a darkness that has kind of seeped into his skin. Um, and he struggles in the same way with a burden. He struggles um, with a vine that that has is he is so tied up in it and it, it whispers in his ears and it speaks lies to him. And he, he has only ever known lies. And uh, it's basically the story of, of this man who has an understanding uh, through conscience, through uh, uh, God's word, uh, whether indirectly or not, that this world is not as it should be, but he can do nothing to stop it. So he is dragged from his home in a line of uh, slaves, basically marched uh, and marched to City Grim to pay homage uh, to the God who lives therein. And it, I'm playing off uh, Jacob Riom's sermon, which talks, and the whole documentary starts with that, the idea of counterfeit um, counterfeit God, a counterfeit God. Um, the world is filled with counterfeits, um, people, things trying to take the place of the creator. And so this vine does not produce good fruit. It is filled with bad fruit. And as, as the main character is dragged to city grim to pay homage, to drink the cup of poison, he goes along his way and he sees, uh, he sees Christians specifically, um, who have a look on their face of which he has no understanding or no comprehension of why there is such joy on their face as they resist, um, as their lives are laid down, as they're killed. And I, I was thinking of the reformer uh, Latimer as, um, he, as he was burned on the, at the stake. And, you know, as he was burned, he, he said, you know, let a fire be lit uh, in England that is never that will never go out. Uh, and the idea that the light of the gospel, though as dark as it may seem, will fill all things. And he doesn't he doesn't get it. He sees the look on their faces. He sees them smiling and singing hymns as he's being dragged into the city. And as he enters the city, he's faced with Vanity Fair. He's faced with people selling their goods. Hey, if you have um, children that are wrecking your plans, come on in here. We'll kill them for you. If you uh, if you want to become uh, a woman. Hey, come on in here. We'll fix that for you. We'll cut off some of your body parts. You know, and it, I I was trying to be as as literal as I can, and you can feel that in the second verse, um, kind of like the disgust of where of where he's at, and he's a man without hope. Um, and you know, every story doesn't need to be a um, an explicit. And he comes to Christ. The end. You know, th that's that's our hope for all people that all people would turn from their sin, but. This is just the story of a man who's deep in sin and 
uh, he needs Jesus Christ, and he and he is being forced to drink of this uh, this this vine and cup, uh, and to which he, he he doesn't have any other, you know that that is his lot because he is dead in his sin. He is tied up by this vine. He can do nothing else. So that's the story I tried to tell. I don't know how uh, <laughs> how well it kind of came out uh, through the lyrics, but that was my goal. Well, we're gonna link to the audio version in the in this episode. And when you actually drop the video next week, we will, when it gets dropped, we'll actually link to it and possibly play it in an episode next week so people can see it and hear it as it's kind of premiered as a as an audio video experience. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing stuff like this. I think that the reality of Christians disengaging from not only the public square, but from media and arts and thinking that, oh, we'll just worry about what happens on Sunday morning. It's part of the reason why we're in the mm -hmm. mess that we're in. I mean, when we, we had Andre shooting on not that long ago, and he was talking about the importance of Christians who's totally backed off of the legal world, saying, no, 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 we need, we need Christian lawyers, we need Christian doctors, we need Christian engineers, we need Christian politicians, and we need Christian music makers. We need Christians who do mm -hmm. art, who do beautiful art, right? Like, I've, I've been inside the Upper 40 studios. It's beautiful. Visually, it's appealing. The quality of the recording and the video that you guys do for the Dominion Podcast, by the way, shout out to the Dominion Podcast, Jeremy Boyd shout and out. Alex yeah. Klusterman. You, if, <laughs> if you don't follow them, you need to follow them. I listen to their episodes every time they drop. It looks good. It sounds good. And Christians need to be engaged in the world of making beautiful art. And, and this is cultural engagement. So I'm thankful that you're doing that, even though you are a cabinet maker by trade. And that you're setting an example for Christians who need to use the gifts that God's given them to tell stories, mm -hmm. right? To weave beautiful mm -hmm. narratives and to also create beautiful things um, as we've been commanded mm -hmm. to do. Tristan, where can people find you, follow you, check out your music, kind of hit us with websites and social media handles so people can connect with you there? Yeah, so if you type in uh, folklorist music or folklorist on uh, on YouTube, um, you'll find my uh, I have a YouTube channel called Folklorist Music. Um, I'm currently, and along with you were saying, Andrew, I'm I'm trying to I'm dreaming big. So I'm building. My goal is to build a community that supports and upholds specifically musicians because I feel there's a really lack. Um, there's a real lack of of good. Uh, and I'm not trying to prop myself up. I have a long, I have a long way to go. But I, I felt the need and desire to to provide a spot where I could search out people who aren't well known, but who have uh, who play music well and who have good uh, lyrics. And I want to, I want to showcase that. So I'm doing that at upper40.com, and that's where you can find all my music. You can, you can buy a track or just download for free if you want. Um, I'm also on Patreon at Folklorist Music. If you want to support me there, and honestly, just if you're inter have any interest, just 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 uh, subscribe. That's the, kind of the best way to find out what's going on. And you know, I'm taking small steps, and if uh, the Lord doesn't build the house, I labor in vain. So I'm just plodding along, and any uh, any help is appreciated. And I thank you guys, especially for having me on. 
Oh, man. Well, it's great to have you on. Uh, great to meet you. Um, and from one musician to another, it's great that you're doing doing this thing. So um, I'm in full support of not only the music that you're putting out, but also the kind of network and platform you're trying to create as well. So uh, everybody, go check out Folklorist Music. Do yourself a favor. Hit the link in the description below. Check out the new song that is dropping as well with this episode. And support our friend, in our brother in Christ, Tristan Inglis, and all he's doing. So definitely go over there and check out all his work. Thanks for joining us, Tristan. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. So It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, Andrew, and I, I think it's just so fitting that uh, we had Tristan on the show to talk to him about the work he was doing um, and how that fit into just what we saw with Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys. And it's just our spiritual beliefs matter. Theology matters, and we're all theologians, and we're all philosophers, regardless of whether we're good theologians or bad theologians, we still do it. And this is naturally what we're seeing is what you believe about God informs your entire world and life view. And when we're seeing in the case of Sam Smith and many of the Hollywood elites and all those who are part of the sexual revolution is what's happening there. Well, they're suppressing the truth of God and unrighteousness. The wrath of God abides on those who do that. Um, and uh, Paul makes it very clear that the suppression of the truth is, is self deception. They're deceiving themselves because they don't want God in their, their thoughts. They, they know that his wrath abides on them, so they can't bear it. So what they do is they self deceive themselves. They suppress the knowledge of God that's in, innate in human beings who are created in his image. And what, what do they do? They worship the creature rather than the creator. They they flip the script on its head, which I just talked about, right? They literally, Satan is the good guy in their um, creation narrative. Um, and the the self is God. So they, they worship the creature rather than the creator. And that leads to all manner of vile sins, right? We're talking about homosexuality, transgenderism, the entire array of LGBTQ plus uh, acronyms. It's all just a rebellion from what God has stated about the goodness of his design right. and his created yep. order. It's all a fruit of the root of spiritual rebellion. So it ought not to catch us by surprise. And the amazing part is what you see is the most accurate thing in that performance is the cage that everybody mm. on that stage who is involved in occultic worship they're enslaved to sin, as you made mention. Like the religious leaders, yeah. Oh, we're not a slave. We're free. But they don't understand. They are so enslaved yes. to their own desires and mm -hmm. their flesh and Satan. They have no idea. They're blind. They're yes. enslaved and they're blind. Yeah. And the, the crazy part is that spiritual bondage can look like overt, like Sam Smith and their performance there. Um, but it also 
can look like a hyper self-righteous religious person who mm-hmm. doesn't understand the gospel, who uh, forsakes the law of God for the tradition of men. It takes on various different manifestations. They don't yeah, or, all look the same. Or a school board. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what ties all these things in. And I think what you see in is the opposite in Tristan is um, – this desire to have freedom to understand the grace of God and the forgiveness that we have in Christ leads to spiritual freedom. We're set free because we're in Christ, which naturally then leads to freedom in the home, freedom in the family, freedom of worship, freedom in society. It's a leaven that permeates the, the whole lump. And that's the difference between a Christian view of freedom and understanding of freedom that starts from the heart of man and works outwards as the re- everything they do is redeemed by Christ. And the pagan understanding of freedom, which is Rousseauian, right? Man is free, but everywhere in chains. But the thing is, they don't understand that the rebellion of against, against God is the very thing that puts them in those shackles and puts them in those chains. So I just think as much as it's disgusting to see the performance by Sam Smith, and I can't remember the, um, the name of the man pretending to be the, the ironically, the the person's last name is Petrus. Oh, which is, is Peter. (laughs) Well, but yeah, but, 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 but Petra, (laughs) it went, when, when Jesus commissions Peter, he uses the two different words, right? It says you are, you are Petros, yeah, right, Peter. But upon this rock, Petra, right, and so Jesus is referring either to himself or to the the actual proclamation of the good news as being the Petra mm-hmm. upon which he builds his church. And so it's this it's this incredible blasphemy. Uh, yeah, apostate. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy, man. It's it's really so, on the nose, but it's yeah, it's really to, fitting. Yeah. To wrap this up, and, and I want to bring this all the way back to the beginning. What's happening with Josh Alexander is that St. Joseph's Catholic High School and the Renfrew District Catholic School Board has rejected Christ, has rejected the truth, and has embraced the worship of self and Satan. And as a result, Josh is not being punished because of political social issues and certainly not because he's a bigot, but he's being punished because he is standing on and proclaiming that which is true. Similar to what Jesus says, that you will receive the scorn and the hatred of those enslaved to sin simply by saying what is true. That's what's going on with Josh. Let's just cut through all of it. He is saying what is right and true about God, about creation, about marriage and sexuality, and he is being punished for it. Because that school administration and the school board has rejected Christ and is enslaved to Satan. And that's part of the reason why here at Liberty Coalition Canada, we will defend and fight for and we will shout out what's going on with Josh because it's evil, it's lawless, and it is deeply religious. Don't be fooled. It's not secular. It's not neutral. This is a deeply religious battle. We just, by the way, like five minutes ago, received notification. So as of time of recording... Josh and his brother and some other friends with the organization Save Canada are in Ottawa protesting a drag queen event, a drag queen story event at the National Arts Centre. And Josh's older brother, Nick, has just been arrested for being there. And I know Nick and I've seen him before. He probably wasn't hitting anyone. He wasn't doing anything illegal. 
but he was arrested because he wore the hat and because there they are protesting this evil. So I want to say again, this is all the more reason for you to not only share what's going on with Josh and the situation, but again, head over to our website, libertycoalition.com, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, and please give to the legal fund for Josh. This is a huge fight. This is a battle that we are we are getting ready for the long haul. We need your help. We need your support. Josh needs your help and support as well so that we can do what is required to fight for his freedoms and push back against this evil agenda. If there's one thing you can take away from our episode today is that all of life is worship and all of life is religious. There is no neutral space. There is no secular space. It's whether or not you worship Christ as Lord or any other myriad of false gods, including Satan and including self. And if you worship Christ as Lord, the world which is dead to sin and enslaved to sin will come against you. But that's okay. Jesus told us that would happen. This is why we band together. We collect as followers of Christ and we push back against the darkness. And like Jesus said, he's building his church to storm the gates of hell and they will and they not prevail be able to prevail against it. So be strong, <laughs> be bold, be courageous. We are, we, we are in a fight. Um, and we know at the end of the day that all kingdoms and, and empires that oppose Christ will fall, but the kingdom of God will maintain and will go on for all eternity. Soldier on, Christian soldiers. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com. Friends, we're posting new content multiple times every week throughout our various shows on this channel. So you're going to want to subscribe to it and hit that notification bell. That way you stay up to date with everything that we're releasing here with the Liberty Coalition Canada.